It's November. You may be listening to this in December, January, whatever. Don't turn it off if it's not November for you. Come, come on back, Tyler. Come on back, Tyler. So, we are jamming out here. Seuss Mace just put a new album out, actually. Opened up for Tech 9 That's on the Tech 9 album. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's wow. making some... Um, Making some moves there, but uh, yeah. so he's got some good songs coming out. But uh, if it's your thing, if it's if it's your thing, but, but uh, so we are uh, coming at you, cap chat live. My name is Josh Tyler. I am joined by the Laffy Taffy eating champion of Canton, Missouri. Yep, yep. So. Tyler Tomlinson, head women's soccer coach at Culver Stockton College in the West Region, cap director. Tyler, I, I got something you, you may be interested. Um, I know you are you are a flosser, and uh, I I got in trouble with my dentist. I said if I don't, I, I never say that. Well, I, I never floss. I'm just being honest. I, I brush my teeth a lot, and I go to the dentist every every six months, and and then they floss for me. And but they said if you if you don't get better you're gonna get gingivitis and i was like "Ooh, you're like that, who is she yeah i was like i knew i shouldn't have hugged that redhead um but uh so i now am flossing twice a day uh and i and i'm i know i'm addicted now now it's like uh, uh, it, it is so i'm ad- and then i got i got uh uh prescription mouthwash and toothpaste to get everything mm-hmm. back on track uh and i think it's not like my teeth are like nasty or anything you use the pick oh yeah 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 it's great it's great i can't do if you do this I, no i can't do the string no who, I, I, I can't get back there how did people do it in the 80s i i love the pick i just bought a no pack. One lost, no one lost yeah no one flossed yeah, exactly they just <laughs> lost their teeth They're like they had wooden teeth but I, I i got a uh um i got like a 10 pack of 115 each so i got like 10 oh, yeah. i got like a thousand of those picks man yeah. Uh, I love well, it now. I love it. I floss yeah. at night. Do you floss yeah. at night or in the morning? Uh, morning always, and then sometimes after I eat and before I go to bed, yeah, I take a little check. Yeah, I have. I do in the morning because that's what the dentist told me, and I, I'm I'm off to prove a point that it. it but I don't get the morning though because I haven't eaten anything. You know, you're gonna be mad. You're gonna be mad the next time you go into the dentist, right? Here's what's gonna happen, and they're gonna say something like. Uh, uh, you know, yeah, I know. Uh, how's flossing going? You know, and you're gonna be like, I floss twice a day, yeah. and then they're like, Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll keep it up, keep it up, because they're just so used to telling everyone that yeah. they have to floss that until they like, you know, put your face with like that the guy that actually does floss. Like now they don't ask me as much about it because they know that I floss. Yeah, but you'll get offended now the next couple of visits. Just be well, prepared. Hopefully they notice though. Because you know how they do the the. I'm sure, like, but they just they used to say three, 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 that's what I'm saying. Two, yeah. But I want to go in there and just rock this out because I could go back in a month to make sure I'm on track. And I'm very self conscious about my teeth. I don't want to lose my teeth. That's so funny. We just had that conversation. I was like, I, know. I think you're. I think you just need to mix in a floss or something. You're like, I brush three times a day. Who needs? I floss? know. Like, I know. Man, it's different. And, and then yeah, I use a mouthwash, and I, um, but I, I don't want, I don't want bad breath. I'm terrified of that. Like I'm just. I don't want to lose my teeth. I'm too vain for that. So anyway, I figured you'd like that. But um, that's a great start. Great start. Yeah. Well, enough. Uh, enough. Uh, that chat. Uh, this is uh, this is Capshot Lab. Welcome to Cat Chat. 
You're listening to CapChat, the number one soccer recruitment podcast in the United States. This is Man, I had a nice beard in that intro. He did. I like the beard. Gotta bring it back at some point. Except yeah. You have me going to Florida and Arizona. It's not great beard weather down there. Dude, some people just rock the beard. You just gotta go for it. <laughs> You just got to go I'm for it. I'm more of a seasonal beard guy. Sorry. Uh, that's true. I get red in my beard. So I, I, my beard looks stupid. Oh, I need to I see know. that. No, it's. Well, now, but then and now I'm getting gray. So it's gray mixed in with red. It, 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 I have an Man, ugly beard. You could be right out of Braveheart. Oh, dude, it's bad. It, it, so I just, I have like, I have like two days of stubble and then the gray really is, is kicking in and, and I go much longer than that. Then it, then it gets. Then it gets red, and it's like I look. I look. I, my face looks like a mutt, just like a mutt of, of on a face. <laughs> well, we have wasted enough time talking about nothing. Um, so let's. We got. We're talking about the top five traits for collegiate soccer, and when we say the top five traits, top five traits that you can actually change. Um that you you can you can still adjust and and do that controllables 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 um so but so those those things we we're getting into but let's um we're gonna say hi to ruthie i tend to think of myself as a one-man wolf pack and my wolf pack grew by one it's time for tyler's trends all right got a fun one today well we got a fun one Got a fun one today, Josh. Well, I, I I don't know how we've never talked about it for cap or anything. Oh, this okay? is, so this is like a brand new one. And I have three things. One, set up your voicemail. Oh, that's yes, yes, that's but in the world of texting. Coaches will still call you. Set up your voicemail. They may or may not leave a message. That doesn't matter. But you have to set up your voicemail. A, number one, please do that, right? Don't have the U.S. cellular lady or whatever that gets called coming in and talking to you. <clears throat> number two, and this has happened uh, frequently to me recently, do not have the trick voicemail. Oh, man, that makes me so mad because I still fall for it. Yes. Me too. Me too. Oh. I don't know this person. Of course I'm falling for it. Yes. Right? Hello? Hey, what's up? And then you're so excited. Like, oh, I got in touch with this kid. Oh, yep. That's a good uh, one. That's, that's got me twice uh, uh, in the last, like, two months, I think. Right? Or, uh, uh, but the, the last one's kind of a no-brainer, right? The last one's kind of a no-brainer. Um, and that is number three. Please, nothing vulgar on your voicemail oh, announcement. Yeah. Don't don't cuss or scream or have, you know, I don't know, in Eminem lyrics in the background or something, right? Just be smart about what you're putting on your voice. We're, we're very happy that you would have a voicemail announcement, but then don't make it a trick one and don't make it a vulgar one. Please make it one that invites someone to maybe actually leave a message if they want to. Right. And, no, and no, they might not. They might just turn around and text you. But I think that those things are important 
college coaches are still calling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have people that are, are afraid to give out email addresses, but yet let their kids have a cell number and post that everywhere, right? But um, <laughs> so we understand that you can control your voicemail and your announcement and make sure it's proper. I like that. That was a really that's that was a really good one. Um, yeah, that was yeah, really good, dude. Good, good. That was good. Tyler's trends. I like it. Man, this one this one person went deep on her trick one too. <laughs> like I figured it out after like the 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 third thing that they said. After, but it was after twenty minutes. But then I kept listening because they tried really hard to have a, like a conversation that went on and yeah. on and on and on. Right. And I'm like, how long is this announcement of this girl faking this? They really put some work into this. We used to do that when remember, like you get your first answer machine. And oh, yeah. <laughs> I, cause we, I think we had answer machines. At, didn't we have an answer machines at the journey house yeah. or something? At college? Yeah. Yeah. We had them. Yeah. And like you and your roommate, we'd get together and <laughs> this is Josh. <laughs> this is Tyler. <laughs> We're not in our dorm room. Yeah. Leave a message. We're in the library. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that's funny. Um, all right. Yeah, that's a really good one. Okay, that's uh, that's a good one. So let's um, we'll talk about the f- top five traits, um, um, changeable traits that, that, you, that you can do. So we're not talking like speed because um, at, at age 16, 17, if you're not the fastest on the kid, you're probably team you're probably not going to be and that's okay uh you can't change height you know so those those are things you can't really change so we're talking about the, the top five traits uh for collegiate soccer uh, tyler used the word that makes you marketable so these are traits that you want to hone in on get better and then broadcast that you're really good at it so um i think i guess i can start here Soccer enthusiasts, get ready for the experience of the year in Anaheim, California. The United Soccer Coaches Convention is coming this January, and you don't want to miss it. Dive deep into classroom lectures and dynamic field demonstrations to add to your playbook. Plus, rub some shoulders with soccer royalty like Randy Raldrum, the head coach of the Nigeria women's national team, and Christopher Locke from FC Bayern Munich. Use the promo code CAPCHAT24 to save $30 off your registration fee and pay only $425. That's CAPCHAT24. But act fast. Prices go up after December 13th. Register now and elevate your soccer coaching knowledge. Planning to bring your whole crew? Special group rates are available. Head over to UnitedSoccerCoachesConvention.org to lock in your group rate. And I, th- I think is is fitness, and these are not any particular order. Fitness is not the most important, but uh, I think fitness is a massive thing for for collegiate soccer. Um, you hear it all the time. Freshmen come in like I, it was harder than I thought because there's subbing restrictions. You guys have subbing restrictions, right, Tyler? For yep. NAI, yeah. So, yep. um, what are your subbing restrictions before? How you guys yeah, sub? So- yeah, so all, all of college soccer, um, D1, D2, D3, and AI have the same uh, substitution rules. And that is, uh, if you come out in the first half, you cannot re-enter. If you come out in the second half, you are allowed one re-entry. So you come out, and if you're not fit enough to make it through the first half, you've now cost your team a, a substitution. Um, Correct. And, and, and really, in general, I don't know this, really you get your what, top 16 kids that will play? I mean, that's pretty normal. 
Yeah, so you get you get five coming in off the bench. Uh, unless it's a blowout either way, you win an eight nothing, you're gonna keep going down the bench. Um and if you're not fit, you don't get a play. If you come in unfit, it's really hard to, to catch back up. And then you have injuries. Um a lot of teams have one week of a preseason. And in that week, you gotta come together as a team and you gotta figure out if you come in unfit, you're in trouble. Um and so fitness is is how you set yourself. You can be, I think, an, an average player and be incredibly fit and play 90 minutes, and you become a little more valuable than the kid that, yeah, you may score goals, but you can only play 15 minutes. I've wasted a sub now. Hmm. Yeah, and I see it all the time. I see it all the time. Um, you know, and I'll, I'll use my team as an example. Um, we we have a player on our team that scored I think somewhere around like a uh, hundred career high school goals like in her in her high school tenure not club but high school so you know they're counting those things um, and yeah her fitness is is so low right she probably can't go ten or fifteen minutes without you know mm. really losing her breath and and being tired and 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 talent wise has a lot of things that should should have her on the field. Yeah. Right. But fitness wise can't play, you know, I can't play that person, um, you know, and so I'm not going to start her for 15 minutes. Right. Maybe you can come in at the end of a half. Uh, but even then, you know, uh, what if I need it for 20? Yeah. Uh, and so it's, it, it's, it's sad to say like, well, what's the one thing that would hold the kid back from playing? And I, and my answer for some players is like, it's just fitness. And that's something you don't need a coach for. Uh, although yeah. none of these do the things that we're going to give you. True. Um, but it, 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 everything that Josh said is accurate. It's important. Um, soccer is not fitness. I understand that, but what it can do to you is it, it only helps. Right. right. It only helps. And so that's a really big controllable that you guys have control over is fitness. Yeah. I like it. The second thing that you can control is your drive, right? Um, and I think we, we had some guests on this show that say when they're going through the recruitment process, they, they like soccer junkies, mm-hmm. right? They like people that are, are, are playing pickup games, uh, are, are doing their fitness, right? Uh, are going out with a soccer ball, uh, finding a wall or a kickboard and working on, on their techniques. Uh, uh, when they're not doing that in their home at night, they're watching soccer. They're picking up things that the that their position is doing at, at, at you know in the Premier League or you know um, watching the U.S. Women's National Team, whatever it might be, and, and, and following the game, right, and doing those things uh, socially as well on on Instagram and um, on Twitter, right, and so having that drive um, and really pushing yourself in the sense of immersing yourself into the game is uh, a quality trait that I'm going to tell you coaches love to see. Yeah. They love to see it. Um, they want, they want soccer junkies on the team. They'll probably tell you if you ask them, Hey, name your best three players. Are they soccer junkies? They probably, they probably will be. Right? Yeah. They prioritize their sport maybe, you know, over some social aspects that other kids might, you know, do differently. And so that's a, something that you can control. Um, we're not asking it to, to, to be your whole life, obviously, but we're asking you to dedicate yourself to the game um, and be involved in the game that way. And I, th- and I think, you know, you've heard people say to play at that level, you got to love the game. 
you know, and because yeah. only right now where they say seven point five percent of kids will play in college. So you got to oh, love I mean, the game, and you got to amount of kids trying to transfer and quit. Yeah, is the highest rate it's ever been. Yep. It's, we, we talk a lot about a kids transferring and leaving schools. What we don't talk about, Josh, is so much of those times they don't go somewhere else. Yeah. Because if if I'm a uh, a school that has that that lost 12, 12 kids right last year, that may be high. Seven kids last year, right? Uh, five of those may have been at another school, but two of those kids probably just quit because they didn't go to the school that they wanted to. And we don't talk about that. Yeah, because they don't they don't care enough. The drive isn't high enough. And right. You have to have that to 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 complete and compete for four years of college. Correct. Yeah. Which I think kind of leads into, you know, the the next one um, of of toughness, you know, it, it, of because, you, I mean, it is tough. I mean, college is tough and you have to absolutely love it and you have to have the toughness, not only mentally and physically. And I think um, especially I'll talk about the mental the mental toughness of it, it is like you said, you get a kid who just went scoring 100 goals, probably set records for, for high school. And kids coming into college, they're all the best of the best. And mm-hmm. you're used to doing everything. And their club, and the way club is set up, unfortunately, is, you know, the best players, you know, if you're not getting playing time in a club, you just leave. So everyone's playing at club. And, and now you go to college and everyone's good. And you're probably not going to play as much your freshman year. And you got to have me, and I don't think we prepare kids enough because, like you said, that's why kids leave. Like, oh, I didn't, I didn't play much. I mean, we saw that stat on the number of reasons kids leave. Um, we posted it, and I'll share it here again. But one of the number of reasons kids leave is is playing time. They don't think they get enough playing time because they're not able to handle it. They're not tough enough to to, to do it, and that's the mental toughness of it. Um, and and physically tough. The game is. I think that's one of the biggest things people don't understand is that you're 18 years old playing against 22 year old grown men and women that mm. have been working out in the off season. They're getting bigger, stronger, faster. Um, they're, they're built to knock you off the ball. They're going to crush you. Uh, if you hold the ball more than three seconds, you're going to get hit and get hit hard. Um, you know, so I think those things that you can start, we don't spend enough time in the gym uh, of, uh, and I'm, you don't have to be like the rock big, but you, you got to have a core. And Tyler, you can maybe touch on what you guys do and the muscles you build because you don't, you know, muscle weighs more, obviously, but you got to have a great core. You got to have solid arms and you got to have some legs. Um, well, I, I think just, and we, you know, I think being physically fit um, and putting your body through the proper preparation, you know, when you're away from the game in your off season is going to help your toughness level and your durability um, and your injury prevention, right? And these are things that are all very important to uh, a college coach and a college team, right? And, and a, a phrase that I've used a lot for some of my players this year that are asking about playing time, this and that, you know, and I, I used, I think it was uh, Brian Dawkins. He was like a cornerback for, for the, the Eagles. Eagles. Yeah. Yeah, for like 20 years, right? And he has this quote and says, the, be- the best ability is availability. And I, I heard that quote this year, um, and I thought to myself, "What a great quote!" Because it's because it's right. Like, why was he so successful? He was he was always able to play. Yeah, right? he wasn't he wasn't missing games. He took care of his body. 
he did the right things. He made the right decisions. He, he, he created his own toughness. Um, and that allowed him to play more. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, when a kid comes in and says, why, why aren't I playing more? I'm like, well, you missed, you know, you know, a week in preseason with this, you miss another week during the season with this, you know, you weren't even available to play. Right. So those things matter uh, and how you utilize that. And you will have better opportunities with strength and conditioning coaches at the yeah. college level. But you have to you have to listen to them and you have to be uh, which leads us into our next one. Right. You have to be coachable. Coachable. Yeah. And so with this next one is coachability. Right. We don't really know if that's a word yet. I think it should be a word because it's used so frequently um, in, in our circles. Let's, let's, let's ask Google real fast. Hey, Google. Hmm. Is coachability a word? She just said it means to be coachable. <laughs> it's noun, the state or condition of being coachable. Oh. Okay, yeah. so it is a word. Hello, that's great. That's good news. Because that is exactly what it is, right? Yeah. It's, a, it's a state of being coachable. Um, and, and, and what we measure, just so you, our players can understand here, what we measure coachability by is, I'll give a, a very important term. What we measure coachability by is application. Okay. It's the coachability is not the ability to take in information. That's step one. Step two is the application of that information. Right. And I, I know that you might be thinking, man, but soccer is such a fluid sport, right? What, what could I really be? What absolutes are there? And a lot of times there's not absolutes, right? But there are systems of play. And when you get to the college level, there are complex systems of play, right? That you might not be used to. And so you really have to dig in and learn and be a sponge. And you're going to make mistakes your freshman year because you're learning your new system. And that's okay. Coaches should be okay with that. But if you repeat said mistakes over and over again, you're not being coachable. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I, we, at my school, I think that we run a pretty complex way of playing, right? Um, at least I've been told that by some other coaches. You just so kick it up. That, you, kick, you kick it up and over. How complex yeah, is that's, that? That's how. Yeah, you know, if you, it's really tough. <laughs> and so, if if you are a player that really struggles with just being coachable and 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 finding yourself in environments where you do have to make decisions and and think uh, in complex issues, right? That's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. And so, sometimes during the recruitment process, it's a question that I ask. You know, what kind of system do you play? What are some decisions that you have to make with the ball? What are some decisions you have to make without the ball um, and try to get an insight, you know, cause some coaches, some players do say like, well, we play pretty direct coach. You know, we, we our goal kicks are going to half field and then we try to win the second ball and then force it to the other side. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that person's going to struggle at my school. They're yeah. going to do well at a lot of other schools. Okay. But they're going to struggle at my school. So those are things that we're looking for, but coachability is, is just your, your nature of applying what you're learning. Um, List, but not just listening, right? Getting it done on the field and in practice, and and showing that you can apply what the coach is trying to tell you. And and I think a way that's one of the hardest. You know, we've talked about you know the the drive and the fitness. That's something you can go out and do on your own. Coachability is, I think, sometimes hard, um, especially if you've had one coach your mm. entire life. And so I think mm-hmm. the the key is how do you become more coachable? Is to get out, get out of your comfort zone branch out, go do different things, go to ID camps, go to these things, go to, you know, these big, sometimes these big ID camps or go regional showcase team, get coached by different people 
because every coach is going to hear different things. Tyler and I will coach the same team, watch the same game, and see things two different ways. Um, and you know, Tyler runs a system. You know, I coach differently, but you know, and it's great to hear from different people, and and you be able to to can you apply that? Can you? Can you take what is being told to you and apply it right then and 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 not go, well, my coach says differently. Um, <laughs> because at the moment, it's your coach. You're going to have really good coaches. You're going to have bad coaches. You're going to have coaches you agree with, coaches you don't. And at the end of the day, it's your coach. And so I think that's a way you can work on coachability um, you know, and try to be more coachable. I do. I, I Sometimes I get players that after I watch them play, like, hey, what what do you suggest on something that I can improve on? And I think that's really hard for me to answer because I'm like, I have no idea what your coach is telling you to do. And I don't want to mess that up. You know, I'm like, man, you should, you should, there was way more space on in the wide areas. Maybe you should go yeah. there. That could be something, the wrong com- say, thing to say completely to that kid because their, their system might not be set up that way. Right. So I'm always like, I go back to like our number one. I'm like, oh, you know, you could always work on your fitness. You know, <laughs> no, no coach is going to disagree with that. True. Yeah. You can always be more fit. Um... So I think the last big one is, is is leadership, and I think Tyler and I have two different kind of approaches to this because leadership is such a broad definition um, yeah. to, to be a leader. And I think there's there's different kinds of leaders. There's there's a, there's I think there's natural leaders that like, this person just I'm, they just lead the team. You just know it. I mean, they walk in a room like I bet this person, you know, is going to be a cat. We do regional showcase teams and. With yeah. with within ten minutes, I can tell who the team's probably going to pick as a captain, um, and so th- that that's an easy easy thing. But I think being a leader is is also is is being a leader to the entire team. Everyone can be a leader. Not everyone is the leader, but I think everyone can be a leader. Whether it's a leader of your freshman class, or your sophomore class. Whether you're the leader of just the defenders, whether you're the leader, um, you know, in, in what you do in that in, in that role of helping guide people, um, you know, some of the best leaders I've seen—they're not captains. They just—they're just good people, and they're leaders just by that nature. Um, I think you'd be surprised that I, I'm I'm actually going to agree with you on this, um, and I would say that um, there are different ways to lead. Yeah. Right. I think there are flashy leaders. Like you said, when they walk in the room, everyone knows like, oh, they're probably the leader of this team. Right. But then there are um, people that I think lead by example. Mm, and sometimes mm-hmm. those are maybe our best leaders. Right. Those are your soccer, junk- uh, soccer junkies that are that are fit uh, and are coachable. Uh, those are those are. And, but they might not say much. Those are really good leaders. Right. So leadership shows itself in many different ways. And it's okay to admit that you're not the vocal leader, but you're the lead by example leader, or you're the fitness leader. Like, Hey, Ah, I I might not be the best soccer player, but I know when we do fitness, I'm going to beat everybody. I'm going to push everybody to be the best it could be. Maybe you're Mm -hmm. the academic leader, right? Maybe you only play in two or three games a year, but you know, like people come to you to, to help them with, with different topics and different subjects and, and GPA stuff. And you're responsible for bringing up the team GPA to a four, you know, cause you have a four uh, So there are a lot of, and you were kind of going down this path. There's a lot of different ways when you're going into the college game that you can be a leader. And the, the, what you'd have to admit is that you can see yourself as a leader. Yeah. That's the, that's the first way to being a good leader is seeing that I can lead people in what I'm good at and what I can help with based on my personality trait and based on my skill set. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know that's that's good. That's those those are good points about you know the different types. Um, you know the different. There's, I mean, there's social of, leaders. There's there's yeah. a person that they maybe they don't play a lot, but they bring everybody together. Mm-hmm. That's so important on a team. You have yeah. to have all these different leaders to to make your team successful and click. Um, and I think those things are important for a culture. I think one of the best leaders is that people forget about it is is typically your backup goalkeeper is uh, we always call them the bench captain, but they're the leader on the bench because they don't get to play. Uh, but they play such a vital role in in the bench area, and when when if if you can look at a backup goalkeeper who, who doesn't get in the game for an entire season, and and you're happy, you're training, you're keeping the bench motivated, that player is incredibly valuable to that team, um, and. It's such a valuable yep. part. And you're like, well, I'm just the backup keeper. No, y- your role is way more than that. Because without you, you don't push the starting keeper. But if, if you come with a bench and sulk, people go, well, you know, he or she's going to sulk, so am I. But when you see this kid who never plays and they're happy, it, it's it's the great. And then when you get up 8 nothing or whatever and you get to get in the game, everyone's cheering for you, you know you've done your job. Those are the best players. Like To me, the, I mean, I'd always try to get a solid backup that – is going to be a leader for us. Um, well, it's because it's because they have to accept a role that's different. Yeah. And if, if they're not bought into that, you may have a team culture problem, right? Because the backup goalie, because I, I, I'll tell you what, Josh, and this is going to, and our kids know this, if it's 8-0 and we're winning, she's still not getting in because that, that goalie's getting the shutout for very true. Game. Very true. If it's yeah. eight to one, she's if it's eight to one, she's getting in. Or if that we're losing sense. to zero, if we're losing eight to zero, she's getting in. Yeah. But like, but I don't know. Some you have to talk about those things. I think with your team as a coach to understand, like, hey, shutouts are important to uh, agree a, 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 a goalie's accomplishments. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, those the, so those are those are leadership. I mean, those are the five traits. You get leadership, fitness. You know, unbelievable drive, coachability, um, and and toughness, and all those things you can you can change. Uh, and I would venture to say that these five probably outweigh your skills on the field. Um, well, it, it does. Tyler brought it up the the girl who who, who is not fit but scored a hundred goals. Um, yep. So there's 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 one of those, and um, well, you know, sometimes you have to you have to learn right. And so now now we go to one of the other traits, like how is her coachability. Mm-hmm. Right? How will her growth be from year one to year two? Will she realize what it takes for her to to play that good at the next level? Yeah, and, you know, I look at these traits too. Is like th- these are things that when I'm talking to other college coaches about players, these are things I bring up, mm-hmm. and I bring these up probably before skill. You know, I'm going to say, great, great. Who are you know, they? Yeah, who are they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who are they as a person? And, and um. You know, and, and when you're coachable, you go, it really goes a long way. Or if, you know, the, all those go a really long way. So, um, I think those are those are good traits to have. So, um, awesome. But yeah, Tyler, need uh, anything else as we head off into the sunsets? Remember to floss, kids.